Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. This is Bloomberg Daybreak here for this Wednesday, the 29th of March in London. Coming up today, banking on an overhaul, financial officials outline plans for a raft of regulatory changes. Testing times, markets are probing banks for weakness, according to the Bank of England's Bailey. And raided, French banks could face more than a billion dollars in fines in a tax fraud probe. A UK green tax putting the brakes on a combustion engine ban. Those are the stories we're looking at in today's papers and I'm Leanne Gerrans. Plus the 5 million euro Deutsche Bank trade that may have triggered Friday's global rout. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The business news you need to start your day in just one 15-minute podcast on Apple, Spotify, the Bloomberg Business app and everywhere you get your podcasts. Good morning, I'm Caroline Hepke. Here are the stories we're following today. Top US financial officials have outlined major plans to overhaul regulations in the banking sector. Answering questions from US lawmakers, the Fed Vice Chair for Supervision, Michael Barr, suggested that capital and liquidity standards would need to be strengthened. The Democratic Senator Elizabeth Warren quizzed officials. Have a listen to this telling exchange. Vice Chair Barr, let me start with you. Do you believe we should strengthen our financial rules going forward? Yes, I do, Senator. Chairman Gruenberg, what about you? Do you agree with President Biden that we need to strengthen our banking rules? I do agree, Senator. Under Secretary Liang, do you agree with the president on this? Senator, I agree that we do need to prevent these types of bank failures. Well, I'm asking you, of course we need to prevent them, but but that's not by simply wishing it. It's by stronger regulation, is that right? I agree, Senator. Okay, good. So, Senator Warren there speaking to the Fed Vice Chair for Supervision, Michael Barr, the FDIC Chair, Martin Greenberg, and the Treasury Undersecretary for Domestic Finance, Nellie Lang. But any proposals will meet stiff opposition from Republicans who say that regulators fail to oversee the dangers of higher inflation and rising interest rates. Meanwhile, the UK's Chief Secretary to the Treasury has once again sought to reassure markets over the stability of this country's banking sector. Speaking to Bloomberg, John Glenn says that it's not wrong to assume that the challenges facing the US banking sector also apply to Britain. The structure is very different. We've got a small number of very large banks and their, you know, their capital requirements are very rigorously enforced by our regulators who obviously had a step change after the financial crisis 15 years ago. So I don't want to be complacent, but I do think that that, that means that we're in, a, in good shape. But obviously we've got to keep aware of all the challenges in different banks and the different profile of concentration of customers, the different liquidity challenges and issues that they all face in different ways. 
So John Glenn there speaking to Bloomberg's Anne-Marie Hordern in Washington as US bets against European banks have hit a seven-year high. Reflecting on those trades, the Bank of England Governor Andrew Bailey yesterday told MPs that markets are testing the sector for any signs of trouble. My very strong view with the UK banking system is that it is in a strong position, uh, both capital and liquidity-wise. I think there are moves in markets to, if you like, test out firms. I would not want to say that those, in my estimation, are based on uh, identified weaknesses more than testing out. I mean, there is quite a bit of testing out going on at the moment, I think. So testing. Well, that was Andrew Bailey speaking to the UK's Treasury Committee. He echoed John Glenn's view of the UK banking system, saying that it remains in a very strong position. He also described the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank as the fastest passage from health to death since bearings. The collapse, of course, in the 1990s of that institution. Meanwhile, uh, when it comes uh, to uh, other issues, so regulators believe that a single 5 million euro bet on Deutsche Bank credit default swaps is what triggered Friday's uh, global market route. The trade launched a sell-off that wiped out 1.6 billion euros off Deutsche Bank's market cap and more than 30 billion euros off European banking stocks. It is unclear, though, who placed uh, the relevant bet But there is no evidence so far of anything nefarious about that trade. But interesting to understand what happened on Friday. Meanwhile, just this morning, we learned that UBS has named Sergio Amotti as its new CEO. That news comes a week after the bank stepped in to buy the troubled lender Credit Suisse for $3.3 billion. Now, Ralph Harmers will remain at UBS and works alongside Sergio Amotti when the new CEO starts work next week. Amotti, of course, was the group chief executive officer at UBS for nine years, uh, repositioning UBS after the severe challenges arising from the global financial crisis. He was in charge 2011 to 2020. So the return of that CEO. Now, the Bank of England has been distracted from taming inflation by working on climate-related goals. This according to two of the central bank's former senior staff. Bloomberg's Ewan Potts reports now. Is the Bank of England suffering from mission creep? Former Deputy Governor Paul Tucker thinks so. He's warning the UK Central Bank is involved with too many things beyond its core remit of taming inflation. He also says it was too slow to assess the financial threats related to the trouble at Credit Suisse and Silicon Valley Bank. Speaking in the House of Lords yesterday, Tucker said the issue is also a problem for the US Federal Reserve and for the European Central Bank. At the same hearing, former BOE chief economist John Vickers said there is a reputational risk from the climate goals. He wants a streamlining of the bank's commitments. In London, I'm Ewan Potts, Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. And now to another banking issue. So French banks, including BNP Paribas and Société Générale, are facing fines totalling more than potentially a billion euros after an investigation into tax fraud and money laundering. It follows raids relating to a dividend strategy where shareholders transferred stock for a short period of time to investors based abroad in order to avoid a dividend tax. Bloomberg has approached the five banks named for comment. Uh, no response on that yet. Yet, but that's uh, part of really an ongoing issue around uh, dividend taxation and tax pros. But it has now encompassed these French banks also. So a pretty interesting story today. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. 
American Funds Distributors, Inc. Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest-growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank. Because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Okay, uh, those are our top stories for you. So lots on uh, the banking crisis. We will be speaking to Bloomberg's finance reporter Nabila Ahmed on that next, on uh, what the regulators said both in the US and the UK. But I also want to say, hands up anyone out there who might have lost a yacht. The Alfa Nero uh, is, has been abandoned in uh, a dock at in Antigua and Barbuda for the last year. And this was um, the kind of interesting story that I picked out this morning because the lawyers for Russian billionaire Andrei Guriev say that their client doesn't own the vessel. It's been stuck there, racking up bills of about half a billion dollars. And now apparently it's going to be auctioned off by Antigua and Barbuda unless somebody claims it by the 31st of March. Have a look on the terminal. The Alfa Nero, pretty splendid. It's got an infinity pool and bedrooms for, what, a dozen people? Uh, And yeah, of course, it's been caught up in the sanctions issue with Russian uh, billionaires, potentially, although we don't actually know who the owner is right now. that uh, story on the Bloomberg Terminal this morning. So let's uh, turn our attention then to capital rules. Boil down the hearings about the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank in the United States and the UK on Tuesday with more US hearings to come. And actually so far the op shot is whether there will be more stringent rules around bank liquidity and capital requirements. That didn't mean though that the regulators avoided criticism and questions about whether they were really paying enough attention. Joining me now to discuss is our finance reporter, Nabila Ahmed. Good morning. Thank you so much for your time this morning, Nabila. What were the key points then for you from these hearings? Caroline, what was really interesting here was that there was so much finger pointing and recriminations and blaming. So the uh, the policymakers blamed the regulators, regulators blamed SVB. So there was a lot of finger pointing, but two themes really emerged, which was that that a textbook case of mismanagement was what was described Mm. as happening at SVB. And that's what led to the failure. And on the other hand, regulators obviously dropped the ball a little bit as well. So there's a lot to say here about, you know, post-financial crisis, a lot of very stringent regulations came in for banks. Under the Trump era, some of those were eroded. So the question here is about 
who is to blame that regulators have sort of let slip their mm. supervision of particularly these smaller banks. Yeah, absolutely. Blame to go around for everyone then. But <laughs> will banks have to deal with tougher US regulations as a result of this? What are the options on the table? And truthfully, will it get support, particularly in the United States? There's a lot of debate about that, as and you're sort of hit the nail on the head there because Congress is still very divided about this and the Republicans are saying we don't need extra supervision. This is not about that. This is about something else. And it wasn't our fault that some of these uh, stringent rules were eroded. Um, Democrats are saying, no, we absolutely do need extra supervision. What we do know is that the FDIC will embark on a comprehensive review of bank deposit insurance. And its chair said that... um, you know, the decision to cover all uninsured depositors was a highly consequential one and that has implications for the system. So that is something that they will be looking at. We are actually, we are going to be facing, banks are facing the toughest sort of biggest overhaul of regulation in in years. And, mm. you know, everyone is saying that there is a need to strengthen capital and liquidity standards. There needs to be greater supervision of banks with assets larger than $100 billion. Remember, SVB had assets of about $211 billion odd. So that is something, you know, that is being talked about. Yes. We're talking about Fred's, uh, the Fed's stress tests will be enhanced and we need to have more scenarios that cover it. It's amazing that the stress tests that banks already go through didn't have anything in there about interest rate risk. So the fact that interest rates have been rising for two years, this is really what brought SVB down because they bought up those bonds when rates were low and then as rates rose, the value of those were eroded. And the people, when went to take yeah. their money out of the bank, they weren't able to cover the deposits, basically. Yeah, and I'm sure you caught this shade. Billionaire uh, Andre Estevez, who is the chairman and the co-founder of Banco <laughs> BTG Pactual, which, you know, in Brazil, to talk about how any junior analyst uh, from Latin America would have been able to manage that kind of risk around interest rates. Um, so, look, everybody's got a view on this. Um, in the UK, though, Andrew Bailey describing SVB's collapse, um, you know, as the biggest thing since bearings, which is kind of huge, um, obviously, given the speed of the collapse of bearings in 1995. But underlying that there are tougher rules in the UK, you know, does that work? That sort of, you know, it's not our problem uh, kind of message? Well, I think everyone is rushing to say that. And, you know, probably the Swiss would have said that (laughs) up until the events of last week. So, yeah, I mean, look, the global economy and global banking is so interconnected now is you you can say that. And maybe it's just a warning sign to everybody to sort of clean up their houses a little bit. But regulation is does vary country to country. And the US is a unique market because it is also obviously very, very big. And it's many, many banks of different sizes. The UK market is not as diverse. But he did say that the banking sector um, in recent weeks has shown that it it is robust in the UK. But even then, the UK may still have to consider forcing banks to hold more liquid assets, for example, so they can meet rapid demands for withdrawals. Because one of the things that came out of this was how quickly people moved to pull their money and how quickly they were able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. SVB, it was, it was staggering um, that you know, had they not had the regulator not stepped in on the day that they uh, were going to, that the losses, the withdrawals scheduled for that day were, were huge. Libido, I'm sure you know the figure off the top of your head. $100 billion. And actually, wow. they were able to withdraw around about 40-odd. Wow. So, okay. you know, it was huge.
that, yeah, that on that last day. Yeah. Yeah, on the final day of what happened. Nabila, thank you so much for being with me this morning. Nabila Ahmed, our finance reporter there, just sort of digesting those hearings that we had uh, in the US and indeed they continue uh, today. So my thanks to her for being with me. Up next, a UK green tax putting the brakes on a combustion engine ban and the jobs most at risk from ChatGPT. Now, the paper review on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The news you need to know from today's papers. And joining me now, Bloomberg's Leanne Gerens is in the studio. So, uh, the Times headline, Leanne, let's start there. The UK to impose green tax on imports from polluting factories. Yes, indeed, Caroline. So, Grant Shapps, the Energy Secretary, will announce the new measures as part of a package of proposals that is actually going to be unveiled tomorrow. And I didn't know if you know this, but tomorrow's been dubbed Energy Security Day. So, that's something Grant Shapps is going to be delivering. But under new government plans to hit, you know, net zero by 2050, cheap imported products made in polluting factories mm. abroad, so not here in the country, could face these new green import taxes. And he's also going to say that middle income families will be given grants to make their homes more energy efficient. Oh. As up until now, we know that it's been for lower income families. So he's bringing up that to middle income. And basically, this scheme... Caroline, they're saying, is going to mirror a similar plan which is in place in the European Union. And mm. um, it's... Is it going to be backed with enough money, though? And also, you only have to look at the Climate Change uh, Committee's review that's out this morning that comes out twice a year. I was totally damning about oh, the yes. government's policies, saying the country in the UK is already suffering the effects of government failures because they're not preparing for extreme weather. So, hmm. Yes, and also, Caroline, this will have to be done internationally because if they're going to, you know tax countries that have more lax environmental rules it probably just can't be a blanket ban so there's probably going to be a lot of obstacles in the way. Yeah absolutely also is it just inflationary? Oh god double digit inflation in the UK that's really difficult. Um, Yes. Okay the Telegraph says the net zero ban on petrol cars is in chaos after a Brussels climb down. Yeah exactly so is this news another blow for Grant Sheps ahead of tomorrow ahead of Energy Security Day. Now a looming British ban on the sale of new petrol and diesel cars could really be under threat. Now, this comes after Brussels watered down its own restrictions amid opposition from the German auto industry. Mm. So experts and politicians are warning that the British rules, which were due to take effect in 2030, are now completely untenable after this European climb down, which some paper papers have dubbed a backroom compromise to keep some of the car companies and automakers happy. The pain of the transition. Yes, exactly. And we have to make sure that right now when we look at the transition, it's for high-end vehicles who can invest in these new e-fuels like Porsche. So a lot going on in that way too. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, your morning brief on the stories making news from London to Wall Street and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed every morning on Apple, Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning on London DAB Radio, the Bloomberg Business app and Bloomberg.com. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa device. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 11.30. I'm Caroline Hepker. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. 
Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.